I'm joined on the line by Jacques Silias. He's the CEO at First National Bank. Jacques, good evening to you and welcome. Hey, Bonga, thanks for having me. Jacques, let's maybe start off here. I guess, uh, you know, I was, I was saying last week to Cass Kovadia uh, from the Banking Association that uh, I think a lot of consumers are, are, are sitting in their homes and hoping that the banking industry as a whole will come uh, with, uh, you know, some common set of measures that indicate, yes, they're batting on the same wicket, but also some set of common measures that recognize that many credit active consumers would have credit with different financial institutions in many instances uh, and uh, would want, I guess, to benefit in that fashion. Um, uh, why is it that the communication, I guess, of all of these relief measures hasn't happened at an industry level and has happened, I guess, in, in very sort of singular pockets here? So you came out today, uh, some of your competitors came out last week, and uh, we anticipate uh, that as the week unfolds, that some of your other counterparts will be doing the same. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. And, uh, the, uh, well, uh, obviously, some time with the listeners. I think so. The, the three pieces that the banks are, are are grappling with. The first first piece was um, a real challenge to make sure that we can we can function in a lockdown uh, environment and mm. industry. So we used the competition um, authorities' relief to be able to talk to each other to make sure our infrastructures are able to cope properly. Uh, I'm really proud of what the industry has been able to do, and uh, certainly our digital channels and electronic payments have really come in handy uh, in this time. So that was the first industry collective effort you mm-hmm. know, to keep cash systems going and payments going. Those are not trivial exercises and efforts, a big effort there. The next theme for us was clearly about how we bring relief to the market uh, on the credit expenses, especially. Mm. And in this regard, we had to wait for a little bit for regulatory uh, frameworks that we could work with. Um, you would have seen in the last week uh, relaxations on some of the uh, capital constraints and also in the accounting treatments of some of our uh, relief measures. We had mm. to wait for some certainty there before we could really design uh, some, some offerings. But broadly, the, the industry certainly has gotten agreement that there are uh, two phases for us to, to solve for. The first phase was people that and customers, both individuals and businesses, uh, that before the event of COVID uh, were, were, had very good uh, banking track records with the banks. Mm. And in that regard, we are all aiming to get the sort of three-month uh, payment window mm. or, or uh, um, discretion for, for our clients. And all of us have got our own systems that we somehow need to make sense of, and we are all trying to find the most efficient yeah. ways of doing it so that the clients are not too inconvenienced um, as we try and rush these sure. value props into client bases. Because so, if you try so and Jacques, do massive projects, it's quite complicated to get it right. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, w- one would think that, yes, there is some, you know, uh, I guess, sound thinking behind picking out some of uh, your best behaving customers prior to COVID and saying, we're willing to have a chat with you about the, some kind of relief. But but one would also think that there are some of those who even just prior to COVID or the onset of COVID who might have found themselves in a very tight squeeze. We know the economic situation uh, even outside of uh, the impact of COVID-19 here in South Africa. And one would think that some of those would have uh, had their situation made worse by COVID in an already uh, a bad situation. Uh, would you not consider some of those? Yeah, absolutely. So let me just finish quickly on phase one clients. Mm. Clearly, these are the, the customers that we know that when the doors open in a, in a month's time, uh, we're going to be relying on them a lot to get our economy going again. Yes. So these are the customers that had uh, good banking uh, activities and the behaviors were not struggling so much before COVID already. 
Mm. And we wanted to make sure that their bank, their credit scores are intact and they can rely on a bit of credit and uh, get the economy kick-started. So that's what we brought to market, all of us, in the last few days. What you will now see as we're starting to work on the phase two components, which is all those people that, as you rightfully say, had been dealing with challenges even before COVID. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be work. Remember, the first phase of us, uh, our relief efforts are not resources that we're getting help from, from government or anything. These are our own resources, our own capital. Um, and in the, in the rest, around the world, the, the governments are providing a lot of liquidity to customers. It's not actually the banks have to do it. Yes. In South Africa, the banks have to provide their own relief um, to clients. So what we, we're working on is how much can we stretch our uh, own resources worth. Mm. And then we're going into this category now, as you refer to, people that are really struggling even before COVID. And we're going to try and work with, with the industry and the authorities to try and figure out how best we can help sure. them and how many of them we can help. So that's a big challenge. Okay. We're going to try our best. And, uh, and obviously, as, as that detail Okay, Jacques, let's pause there for a second and uh, we'll come back to the issue that you're raising that much of the relief you've uh, been able to bring about here has been on the back of your own capital and your own balance sheet. And uh, we'll talk about, uh, I guess, if uh, uh, there's any room provided by some of the uh, refinancing operations we've seen from the uh, central bank over the last week or so. And uh, also uh, an opportunity here for some of our listeners. Give us a ring, 089-110-3377. You might have a few questions uh, here for Jacques Selia. He's the CEO at First National Bank. But let's take this brief break and we continue on the other side. It's a few minutes now, just before 9pm, and uh, you tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Atkawe. We're in conversation with the uh, Chief Executive Officer at the First National Bank, Jacques Selia, and uh, talking to him about some of the relief measures that uh, they announced earlier on today, uh, but also from an industry perspective, uh, you know, uh, often the transmission chain between what happens uh, on uh, uh, what happens at the Reserve Bank and some of the decisions there, and of course how that has an impact on many credit active households here in South Africa. Now, Jacques, before we went to the break, you were saying the bulk of uh, the support that you've put your heads around uh, internally, but also within the industry, has uh, largely been uh, you guys, I guess, uh, putting your own skin in the game here. But but I'm sitting here asking myself. With the reprieve that we've seen, I mean, uh, we heard uh, uh, of an increase in the frequency of refinancing uh, auctions sometime last week from uh, the uh, central bank. Also heard of, uh, you know, open market operations. And uh, even today hearing of, of a few measures, all aimed at injecting much greater liquidity into the banking system. And I guess the assumption is that, uh, you know, with that kind of liquidity, that's also going to ease, you know, some of uh, uh, the credit extension on your side as a bank uh, and hopefully be able to get to households that will spend that money on goods and services that get the economy going. What do you make of uh, uh, those shifts that we saw? I think it was on Thursday sometime last week. Uh, And more importantly, what impact is that going to have on your credit extension behavior? No, I mean, uh, if you think about the basics of credit extension, you still have to do so... uh Responsibly, we can't get our customers into, um, uh, I guess, uh, um, uh, credit problems. So there's there's con- you know there's sort of effort around getting uh, uh, proper affordability assessments done and viability of businesses. Those are practices that uh, that we uh, clearly are challenged with in this given time to make sense of. Uh, so we are certainly open for business. We're going to try and find opportunities. We certainly are in- are incentivized to make sure that in six months' time or a year's time or two years' time, when the reports get written, 
about the role that the banks play, that I can I can uh, I can I can ensure and secure to you that that our commitment as an industry is that we want to play our part to make sure that the the the, the oils get changed and we keep the economy going. Mm-hmm. There's no interest for any of us to put the brakes onto anything. Um, so we're working hard around the scenes to make sure that whatever opportunities we get, we will extend currently to. And in this market, clearly there's some industries that have got some great opportunities. Uh, they always are in times of challenge, but other industries are a bit tougher. Mm. And so that's what we, we're working hard on, reformatting all of our credit models and stuff around these things. But uh, the, the big assurance to, to the listeners out there that we are certainly playing our part in the sure. industry, uh, not only F&B, but the rest of the industry too, to make sure we play our part. Jacques, you might be modeling a few scenarios internally. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I was on a call earlier on this morning, um, you know, where, where one of the academics said to us, look, you know, you guys uh, might be factoring in into your assumptions and into the work that you do and the questions that you pose for us as broadcasters, a very, um, you know, good kind of scenario. So after this lockdown, potentially we might flatten the curve. And uh, in four, five, six months, we might be out of the woods here. But uh, one would think that an institution like yourselves would also want to model the worst case scenario. What does that look like for you? And more importantly, what impact does that have on uh, your own liquidity as a bank, your own capital requirements uh, in a very heavily regulated sector? Yeah, I think I think there's there's lots of goods and bads about uh, a heavily regulated world. Uh, the one is that you really have to get uh, proper facts-based uh, decision-making processes. We are very grateful for a for a very stable uh, regulator uh, and uh, and oversight on on our industry. So so that's good and bad. Obviously, sometimes you get a bit frustrated with the rules, and other times it protects you when uh, when there's a little bit of challenges, and it it made you uh, be a bit more conservative. So one of the nice things about our country is our banking system is in very good health. Many of these companies around the world that are battling with dealing with these implications are battling with not only challenged uh, fiscus but also challenging banking sectors. So, so you'll know that around the world, people have, or most most governments have had to bail out the banks uh, for for a few decades now. So, so we're quite grateful for that, um, and the regulator clearly plays a massive part there. Um, but what we're looking for, yeah, is uh, we're an enabling um, sector. Mm. Uh, we are not. We we can't sit here and now, for some reason, uh, be adding to the the con- conservativeness that would then end up being a big uh, constraint on our industry in a few months' time. You know, when the when the doors open again, uh, the market is going to look for for credit from the banks. Yes. And if we don't have balance sheets to can accommodate that need uh, in a few months' time, then we are going to be really challenged as a, as a country. Uh, we hope that we can uh, very maturely, with our regulatory support, manage this this time, keep our balance sheets intact, keep as many of our customers, uh, the doors open, both individuals and, and enterprises, and make sure that we, when, when Cyril sends us back to work, that our, that our economy will have some firing power with which we can do that, uh, that ask. Uh, it's going to take us a few years to, to pay back and to make up the loss of, mm. of income we all have uh, would have suffered uh, over the next uh, month or two. It's a little bit like, you know, the farmers will tell you when their farm burns down, you miss your crop, you lose your crop for a year, but mm. you still want to keep your farm. Yeah. Because next year it starts raining again. Exactly. And then uh, and then we want plant again, and we'll we'll make it back. But it's going to be not going to be a rewarding year for any of us. But if we can keep our jobs, 
we can keep our restaurants, we can sure. keep our businesses going, then uh, then we all have a, have a chance of, of looking at this thing in a year's time and yeah. being proud of ourselves. Certainly hope that we can make it to springtime so we can plant for the next season. But Jacques, thank you very much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, uh, I, I certainly hope many of your customers and uh, even those within the industry uh, would have heard some of your insights there and uh, the message uh, that you're sharing with us. So thank you very much for that. Sure, so thanks for having me. That there was Jacques Silius. Uh, uh, he is the CEO at uh, First National Bank speaking to us this evening here on uh, Metro FM Talk. And, uh, of course, the conversation doesn't end here, but I'd love to hear your perspectives and, more importantly, what this is going to mean. Uh, tomorrow is the last day of the month and uh, uh, certainly an opportunity there to uh, read carefully through that bank statement uh, because a lot of what Jacques and I were talking about is probably going to have a very material impact over the coming days and weeks in your financial life. And uh, we'll certainly continue to talk about that here on Metro FM Talk. 9 p.m. is the time. The man with the music is here. And that's where we're going to have to leave it this evening. A big thank you to you all for joining us. You have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Banga. Le economy.